Newsbreak podcast. I think academic dishonesty has been around for a number of years. I do think when we were all in lockdown and we've moved to online assessments, that certainly directed the light towards this issue. If you do a basic search on academic literature, it will give you nearly 40,000 articles about this issue. The additional loopholes brought about by the pandemic have acted as an incentive for some students to take advantage here. So can you Mm -hmm. take us through some of these so-called loopholes? What has the Independent Institute of Education been seeing? So I'll give you a couple of examples. We would run what we call anti-plagiarism detection software that has been around for a number of years. Of course, students have also been working hard to circumvent. For example, if you submit your assessment using a white font, the program doesn't run effectively. I think we as universities are largely set up to manage plagiarism. It's the cheating that I think has taken us by surprise. If I could explain it to you this way, let's call it 15 years ago, if I wanted to establish whether or not a student had cheated, I would have to get up off my desk, go to the library, find a book, and then scour that book and match it to the work of the student. It seems as if uh, there's three types of academic dishonesty, three main types of academic dishonesty prevalent here in South Africa. So can you take us through some of these fraudulent methods, if I may call them that? Sure. What I'll do is I'll start with perhaps the one that's the least problematic, which what we would call proper referencing, where what we require students to do is essentially technically uh, we require technical correctness and following academic conventions regarding the referencing, whether this be APA or Harvard. The second form of cheating is more well known, um, and this is plagiarism where what students would do is rewrite or present ideas as though they were their own. However, I do think the most important form of academic integrity, or certainly one of the most prevalent and one in which uh, universities certainly are really only beginning to deal with more effectively, is cheating. And what cheating is, is collaborating on an assignment with somebody else when you are asked to do the work yourself. Doctor, let us discuss the long-term effects of something like academic dishonesty because, sure, it may get you through a test or an assignment today, but what about the future? What about five, ten years down the line? Well, I think it really speaks to your identity and whether or not you perceive yourself as being ethical. So I think the point of academic integrity is indeed identity. I am an ethical person. I don't engage in this kind of unethical behavior. And If you think about it in terms of more everyday examples, ask yourself the question, would I cheat on an academic essay? Would I steal a cell phone? Would I cheat on my partner? Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.